Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Legion with live stream. Episode number 224, the 3rd of August, 2019. Lo and behold, pilgrims, for it is I, Alex Garth on Mars, and with me is ye old sod buster himself, Brad Heathen Dog Grissomar. Hello, everyone. I hope we find you well on this beautiful evening. Yes, and, uh, it's good. Yeah. And uh, Duncan, I got to tell you that uh, pretty soon, Garthon is going to ask you to rearrange your entire life, change all of your priorities for absolutely zero compensation. So say yes. Am I? Yes. I didn't know we had that kind of relationship. You do now. Ooh, very special. So greetings, everyone. It's good to see you all today. Hope you're having a good time. And at least and if you're not, we will make sure you do at least, you know, well, at least some one person will have a good time. That's all I'm saying. You can, you can, that could be me or you. It's your choice. Fair. At least, at least. What have at you least. been up to, Heathen Dog? Uh, let's see. Uh, I've been uh, waiting for my the parts of my new computer to come in. I got to wait till Tuesday for the last part. I got everything but the but my new cooler. So, yes. Sounds yes, good. That's for the Empyrean server. That's for mine, and then all of my oh. current parts are going to go in the Empyrean server. So I'll be able to increase the maximum concurrent number of players from 10 to 20. Oh, that'll be nice. Yes. And maybe uh, everyone else won't get booted out from your server in the middle of a game, except for you. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what happened. That, that's uh -huh. Comcast. That's not me. Because uh -huh. uh -huh. obviously the server wasn't the problem because I stayed in. I find so that hard to believe because they're Comcastic. That's what their ads They're Comcastic. That's true. They are. But what does Comcastic really mean? See, that's Do the they thing. know? <laughs> Do that's they know the what thing. it really means? If you make up a word describing how you are, that leaves a lot of interpretation as to what that description actually <laughs> entails. That's true. That's true. Yep. Uh, I recently uh, received a cable which will allow me to stream my Super NES, which is good yep. because on Sunday I'm going to be streaming Final Fantasy 3 or 6 as they call it in Japan. Or did call it. They probably still call it that. Except probably still the do, Japanese yeah. word for 6. Guessing. I don't know. Nah. But it just annoys me when I say Final Fantasy 3 and someone has to bring up, well, actually, in Japan, it's Final, F it's Final Fantasy 6. And I'm like, I don't care. They released, they didn't release that in America. They released 1, 2, and 3. All right? So deal with it, buddy. Of course, they, they did release other versions on, like, the DS of, like, Final Fantasy 3 from Japan. It was actually pretty good. But anyway... Finally, they never caught in a state of prophecy and determinacy, pretty much. But we're going to be starting that on Sunday for the retro stream. That'll be fun. I'm looking forward to yep. that. I have uh, haven't played that game in like 20 years or more. So I remember wow. zero about it. Well, that's good. Absolutely zero. It's like riding a bike. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I'm sure it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I've played a lot of games since then. That's, that's way back. I, there are some games I could go back to, but I still remember all the maps and how to get everything, like mm -hmm. the original Dragon Warrior game. I can still walk into that and do everything. Marok says he's not played most of Final Fantasy games. Well, that's good. There's a lot of them. I haven't played any except for the MMO. That's still like a couple years ago I started just to just to see because you you and Max Lau were playing it. Uh, I, instead of having Nintendo line growing up, I had the Sega. So I played Fantasy Star. Which are fantastic games. Which are fantastic games, yes. Especially four. Yes. Marks uh, I didn't I didn't like three that much. One one and two were good. 
three. I don't know why, but I remember not liking it. No one liked three. So you're on yeah. board there. You're okay. in line with the universe. Three was not good. Oh. oh. All right. Good. Doug says he's only been Final Fantasy IX and Crystal Chronicles all the way through. Only one ever beat was Final Fantasy IV. There is no Final Fantasy IV. Oh. Well, there is in Japan. Well, then it doesn't count. All right. Well, speaking of of, of stuff that has yet to be done, <laughs> what have we got going on today? Well, going on today, in Heathen Ollie's Heathen Dogma RPG Fundamentals, we're going to be talking about Numenera Discovery Character Generation Part 1. That's right. And then in, and, uh, in Garthon's comic poll, we... Oh, the DS remake. Yeah, it was good, actually. What else is there? Oh, the four, how could it be all the others? Well, there was no four in America. In America, there was one, two, three, and seven. Because hmm. we use freedom units here, apparently. That's right. <laughs> um, and Garthon's column with Captain America number 12, where Captain America takes the big American motorcycle and leaps across the Great White. Uh, Bigfoot Bill, Shadow of the Mothman, number one, and Powers of X, number one. Two number ones. Oh, but but Captain America does have a one in it. It does. It's one and two. Yes. So it counts. <laughs> we do that to us, the Japanese. We think we can't count. Actually, the Japanese did it to us because yeah. they're like, Americans aren't smart enough for Final Fantasy two. Or, you could have four, three. Five. And you're not smart enough for four or five, but you could have six. And then, oh, uh, we made a lot of money off six. I guess we'll give you seven. And then we'll make a, a ton of money and we'll dance around in it. And then we won't, we'll tease the remake for the next 30 years. That's what they did. Nice. Yep. Anyway, and then in RNG, we're going to talk about sketch comedy, Viva la Dirt League. I don't know what that is. Well, you will. Stay tuned. Absolutely. I, when he first said the name, you like, what the heck's that? And then I found out I did know what it was, and I was pleased. You just didn't know the name. I, just didn't, I didn't know that I did know until I knew that I knew. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. It does indeed. Oh, my gosh, because these make sense. On the 10th of August, 2019, it would make sense to be there with me and Max Leah because we're having our tabletop RPG giveaway. That's right. Next week, don't miss it. That's right. Lots 10th of, of August, RPGs. 2019. Alternate time for the stream. We're going to do it at 12 noon central. That's 1 p.m. Eastern because Max is in the land of Bratwurst. And therefore, we have to adjust schedules accordingly since my permit was not approved for my space-time warping devices. Thank oh. you, state of Virginia. You go to Montana. The dang NIMBYs. They're like, we don't want the space-time because you warped in our backyard. Like, fine, whatever. Montana, don't care. Montana. Is it on your property? Yeah. I don't care. There you go. That's right. Yeah, but then I'd be in Montana. Well, yeah. Well, I got family out there. Well, there you go. Family out there. Actually, anyway. I supposedly have land out there, I heard once. I think that's suspect at best. All right. So, Max Leo will be co-hosting with me. So, if you want to talk to the guy we Heathen Dog throw under the bus every chance we get, he will be there. Heathen Dog will not, so it'll be his turn under the wheels as they go round and round. Be super fun. <laughs> We'll be giving a PDF of the Cyrus's rulebook, the core agnostic version of Numenera. It's on sale now at Drive RPG. Many RPG videos when Legion Myth is done is on the YouTube. Origini was affected by the Philadelphia experiment. That's true. Hmm. We, fundamentals, how-tos, unboxing videos. We will be giving away physical copies of Hero Kids, the core rulebook, the Monster Compendium, and the Adventure Compendium. We'll be giving away Coriolis, the Third Horizon, the Icon Bundle, including the core rulebook, Atlas Compendium, Icon Card Deck, GM Screen, Map, and the Adventure, the Dying Ship. Can't we have the Living Ship? The Dying Ship just sounds sad. How about oh. the, the, the ill but going to get Di better? Uh, uh, 
Hang on, dying doesn't mean dead. Maybe you gotta save the ship. Well, I huh? prefer ill, but going to recover and you know, have a nice holiday well, with the kids' ship. Okay, fair. I would like that too. Yeah. It's more friendly. Uh, <laughs> also, mutant year zero, mutant Jedi Alpha, and mutant Mechatron. These okay. Are... Yeah, these are all cover yet, but very important. Uh, all but the the Coriolis bundle, um, are at my house, and I'll be on vacation. So anyone who wins those will win those. You will get them. You just won't get them anywhere like the vicinity of immediately. That is true. But I was just going to blame the Postal Service. Fair. <laughs> even, even then, it's still going to be slower. You know, it depends how their ship. Probably Postal. Unless you want to give us money to ship them to you. Which, you know. All right. For every physical copy we give away, we'll also be giving away a PDF of the game's core rules as well. So... Not only are we giving away physical books, we are giving away PDFs of the core rules. That would be great. And so we'd like to thank, from HeroKids, Justin Howdy at Hero Forge Games. Go to HeroKidsRPG.blogspot.com. Check out his stuff. The Mutant Year Zero, Jenny Bremberg at Free League Publishing. That's FreeLeaguePublishing.com. Thank you so much. Coriolis Terrorizer was purchased by Max himself from Mophidius.net. So you can thank Max and ask Mophidius, how come you didn't give us a, a review copy? And all PDFs are critics of Max Leo and the Legion of Myth. Thank you, everyone who donated a prize that supports in support of our fans. We appreciate it so much. Please check out their products on both their drive through RPG and personal web pages. And remember, 10th of August is the Tabletop RPG giveaway. Next week, tell anyone who might be interested. Be there. Get a chance. More entries, more prizes. 10th of August, 2019. That's next week. And remember, 2020 is coming soon. Gen Con 2020, that is. Ticket registration is in January. That is only a few months away. That is coming very quickly. We are more than halfway through 2019. That means you, time is running out. The clock is ticking. Every moment of your life is ticking by. And every moment you have less is one closer to Gen Con 2020. Boom. Activity signups are in May. That's if you have tickets. If you don't have tickets, you don't have an activity signup. That's just... How, how it works yeah that's that's a progression and the event is in august so if you missed uh, may and january you don't worry about it but yeah. you'll be sad and you should be because you could be there with us your friends at legion of myth or if not friends at least acquaintances yeah, fair that's right if you need a character reference for your upcoming employment let us know we will be there for you well it, and and our responses all determine if you are a subscriber to the channel if you're a subscriber channel and a patron subscriber, if you're a subscriber channel, patron subscriber, and a YouTube member, I'm not saying it's going to get better, but I'm not saying it won't. Oh, no, so. I'm saying it will. Absolutely. Okay, he's saying it will. All right. Absolutely. <laughs> More enemies than Case of Jokoro. <laughs> <laughs> yes. This is on left. If your parole officer wants to know where we are, at the gold Patreon level, we know where you were. Yes, exactly where you were. <laughs> You you were with us. <laughs> just drop us the text. <laughs> just, just just say just say where we were. We'll be there too. <laughs> and you can join our TenCon discussions on Discord. Streaming schedule. We talk about this all the time. Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. Shroud of the Avatar with Elgarian. The Chill Stream, the best Shroud of the Avatar stream on the internet. I would dare say in reality. Bold words, my friend. I will stand by them. All right. You show me a better Shroud of the Avatar stream in this reality. I defy you, my friend. You will not find it. And don't forget, if you need help, it's Shroud of the Avatar, so help.org. Or if you're keen on role-playing, go to rpota.com, roleplayerthavatar.com, the best websites. On Monday, he is also doing Elgarian, Heathen Dog, Left for Dead, 6.30 p.m. Yep. That is always entertaining. 
It is. Watch the cries. Watch the joy. Tuesday through Sunday, 6.30 p.m., Shroud the Avatar. He the dog. Th- those, are, those are iffy. Those they, are iffy because are. Uh, dur- during during the summer, his house gets really hot because apparently in, in Colorado, they don't believe in air conditioning. Well, why should they? They're in Colorado. It's only hot one month out of the year. Well, it happens to be this month. Yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't leave the window open because then the mosquitoes will come and fly you out. Oh, they'll, they're, they're like that big. Yeah, they'll, they'll grab you and drain all your, grab your arms yeah. and fly you away. <laughs> Colorado, they, they I thought actually... lived in Montana. I thought he lived in Wyoming. Cheyenne. That's Wyoming. That's Wyoming. Okay, Wyoming then. There you go. Yeah. Outside of Cheyenne. That's just right. Just us. Or maybe he lives in multiple locations, always going. That's from place entirely to place possible too. To oh man, he's he's multidimensional. <laughs> he's always translocating somewhere. He the dog. Went through Friday at 10 a.m. Seven days to die. He's been busy lately, but that's happening. That's happening, with great fervent hope on his channel Twitch.tv/slash/HeTheDog. On Thursdays with Garthon and the viewers who are subscribers to the Twitch stream who also own the game, we're doing Empyrean Galactic Survival. We've been having a good time with that. If you were there last week, you got to watch Garthon laugh at people for dying and then die of oxygen deprivation. <laughs> Forgot to fill his oxygen in tank. In the cab Aww. of his own spaceship because he couldn't <laughs> shut the door in time. <laughs> oh... Yes, the humble pie was delicious that day. It tasted of crow. Yeah. Uh, the best part was I was making fun of other people. Like, ha, 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 how come you don't have enough fuel or ammunition, you fools? Huh? Huh? Why is it hard to breathe? <laughs> Why is everything getting fuzzy? Why is that? Everything's so funny now. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, so dumb. Hate it when I'm dumb. All right. And Saturday, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern. Anime, comics, games, leads with live stream. The best place to be on Saturday night. I tell you, my friends, put away your cocaine habits. Stay away from the dance clubs with their lecherous ways. The Legion with live stream is where you want to be. And or family friendly. That's right. Yeah. Family friendly. And Sunday, 9 p.m. Central, 10 Eastern. Ye- oh, I forgot to change that yeah, slide. We just finished Yaksa Kiwami. The new game will be Final Fantasy Three, or as we said earlier, six in Japan. No, no, just just stop doing that. Final Freedom Fantasy units. Three. Freedom units, baby. Final Fantasy three. Final Fantasy three, America. Big plate of French fries and Velveeta. <sighs> Chili. Bacon bits on top. Final Fantasy Freedom. Freedom. <laughs> oh, the, the triple F. That's it. Triple F. That's oh, what we it's call so it. terrible. I'm not calling you that. No, I'm definitely calling that <laughs> all the time now. <laughs> And don't forget to join the Legion with on Discord. Go to Discord, look for Legion with. Watch on YouTube, youtube.com slash Get our gear, impress your friends, intimidate your enemies. Find love at shop.spreadshirt.com slash Legion of Myth. Follow us on Twitter at Legion Myth. Watch us live on Twitch. The best way to say hi, interact, say what you do in muchachos. Twitch.tv slash Legion of Myth. Current goals. Subscriber goal, 1,000. We made it. That's yes, followers. Follower goal, 1,000. We made it. Yay. Two months in a row. Thank you very much. Almost hitting the trifecta. Subscriber goals. We didn't make it for July. That's too bad. We had it June. Fell off in July. August, yep. you're trying to get back up there. You could do it. We believe in you. And YouTube subscriber goals. We're going up again. That's good. We're getting there. Patreon. That's okay. Oh. Uh, went down, but that's all right. That's all right. We'll get it back up again. So Oof. we just want to let everyone know. Uh, we thank you, everyone, so much for jumping on. Twitch subscribers, the Axel Twitch Gaming Contest, Legion Myth Weekly Live Streams, Daily Try the Avatar Streams. YouTube subscribers get, you know, the stuff when it's put on YouTube. Additional Legion Myth content that's YouTube only as well, mainly for Max. And we thank you so much. So, what do we have to hit our goals? As we always say, for each goal we hit 2019, we'll have a specific way for that venue. 
The Twitch follower giveaway is coming soon. We're having a lot of big giveaways right in a row. That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. If all four goals are met for three months, then we'll have a giveaway worth over a thousand prizes, especially with a Heathen Dog server where you can plex your plexers and Garthon epic portrait of yours to your specifications. It's going to be you doing something awesome That's in acrylic. Right. That's right. Acrylics on canvas. Do I promise high art? No, I do not. Yes, I do, actually. I oh, promise you the best piece of art you own in your house. There or, you go. For your money back. Bronco says, the final six months, all the enemies of the game have a level of scales to the protagonist. No, it is not. I hate when games do that. Because that's not fun. You can't out-level yeah. content. So if you like all this idea, which you should, tell everyone we have over four years of content. Anime, comics, games, nerd topics, Elgarian streaming, Shred the Avatar, every day for you, my friends. He the Dog streaming is Let's Plays, do let, let, Seven Ways to Die, Garth streaming is Retro Games, coming up, Final Fantasy 6, or sorry, 3. Dang it, they got to me already. The Final Wee Fantasy Freedom. The weebs got to me, man. Max Leo's Tales of RPG and Unboxing videos on Earth Dawn, Forbidden Lands, Team Ups, Empyrean, and Left 4 Dead. Thank you so much. Like everyone. If we meet our goals, more things happen. So thank you for our Patreon patrons, Twitch supporters. Uh, Gary, M, thank you so much. Three months in. Uh, Brian H. and Sharers, look at those. That's years there. Yes. Almost three years from Brian H. and over two for Sharers. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Reese, after two months, thank you so much. And Aaron M., thank you so much. Uh, top Cheers giveaway, Zon, look at you. We appreciate that, Zon. Jinta, Sean Paxlayer, Sean Butts. Synthetic Nine, thank you so much. Gift subscriptions on is the king, as always. And Sean with Jinsa there as well. Thank you so much. We really do appreciate it. It's your support that helps keeps us going with this insanity that we call love. So, Aww. rating system, half star, bad, five star, excellent. Actually, extraordinary. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. Ahem, ahem. Lay it on, lay it on me. The opinions expressed in this episode are solely the opinions of the individual host or commentator and are not representative of the entire Legion of Myth organization. While we make an effort to provide a family, friendly atmosphere, there may be the occasional use of foul, rude, and offensive language. Thank you for your understanding and continued viewership. All right, we're ready for this. I'm ready. If you're a fan of anime, tabletop gaming, or both, don't miss an episode of Heathen Dogs, Heathen Dogma. Each week, Heathen Dog alternates between anime reviews and tabletop gaming fundamentals. Watch live and chat with Heathen Dog every Saturday at 8 p.m. Central to share your thoughts and recommendations with him. Now, without further ado, everyone raise out your hands. Raise out your hands and place them on the screen in front of you, my friends. If you're holding your screen, that is excellent. I want to place your hands on the screen. You're, my hands are placed as well. We're hand-to-hand -hand contact, my friends. And right now, I feel it. I feel it streaming through, my friends. The vibrations, the sympathetic waves going between us, my friends. As from that, we all gather one, my friends. Our consciousness have joined together, for I feel the love coming through you, my friends. Through your hands, through our hands, we touch together around the world, joining all of us into one consciousness that could bring love and faith to the entire plane of passion of the world, my friends. And with that, we can solve injustice. We can solve hatred and crime. Or with that power, we can attain greater heights. We can go to places that no one has even dreamed of. We can ascend past our mortal shells into that which all of us crave. That being Heathen Dogs, Tabletop RPG Fundamentals. Oh, oh, wait, we're done. Okay. Woo! <laughs>
<laughs> Thank you, Michael. <laughs> Thank you. Subscribe, my friends. Already. Everyone, right. bow your heads in payment and subscribe. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everyone, for, for uh, dropping by. Uh, today, we're going to start making a character for Numenera Discovery. Now, this is going to be easier than you think. Is it now? It is. The system itself is uh, is pretty, I don't want to say unique, because pretty unique is not proper English, but it's different. So wrapping your head around it, for me, at least, was a little difficult. But the character generation is very straightforward, very intuitive, and you're going to have a good time doing it. All right. So I'll take your first, let's, there you go. first let, let's look at all the... Uh, particulars of this book uh public published on october 17 2018 from monty cook games you can get yours from uh, various resellers amazon draft rpg and ebay for these various prices obviously i would stay away from amazon on this one yeah that's a little pricier than the others yeah a little pricier than everybody else you know yeah that's the way it is so my fault she's here she's wait wait i didn't mean to what did i do to <laughs> <laughs> that's right he got you Oh, Mind power, games. Mind games. <laughs> All right. First, let's go through the steps we need to create a character. These are the first three steps. This is part one, mind you. First three steps. Oh, you have to got choose a baby your... face hugger. Oh, there you go. You have to choose your character type. All right. Glaive, Nano, or Jack. Now, if you if you want to get a little brief uh, description of all of these, that's it's going to be a little bit greater detail right here than uh, Max. I will put a card above my head. Uh, to where I, uh, to the video where I discuss the system, I go into a little bit more detail on it. And then for each one, we we roll or choose a background, something that that happened in your past or connects you to the party, something something that you can build your character around. After that, we have our character descriptor. This is your vision. Now, for example, let, let's say you're a nano. Not every nano is uh, is a, a book nerd, always afraid of a fight runs away at the drop of a hat no there, there's different ways to play your support character you know and and this this descriptor gives you that uh that feeling of differentness than every other nano on the block and after that we get your character focus now this one is what makes you unique because this focus literally has to be different than everybody else's focus in your party hmm. what is a focus well it gives you it's a specialty uh, a special power that you possess that uh, uh, not only sets you apart from everybody else, but gives you specialist abilities added on to what you already get from your type. So everyone's unique and special? In this one way. Everyone has one thing they can do better than other people. You know, even if it's just something that's not super useful, <laughs> it's right. still something. Someone has to be good at the cup and ball game. Exactly. You know, like, hey, hey in cup and ball competitions... That's right. You're, you're the rake, master. You're raking in the money, right? You're in the money every time. But the uh, rest of your life, eh, probably not so much. The world anyway. is doomed unless you can reactivate the fuse. Oh, my God. It looks like a cup and ball. It's my time, gentlemen. Get Melvin. <laughs> Melvin, get in here. <laughs> All right. So, step one, character type. You got to choose your type. Glaive, Nano, and Jack. Now, Glaive is a warrior framework. Nano is a support framework, and Jack is a support plus. Now, if you if you want to equate them to something you've already played, say D and D, Glaive would, would be your your uh, fighter, 
your fighter with all the subclasses, you know, Cavalier, Barbarian, Paladin, whatever, all grouped into there. And Nano would be uh, would be your Cleric or Magic user. And Jack would be your Thief, Thief Acrobat, Bard, stuff like that. They're support, but they also do other stuff. All right, fair enough. Okay. Now, is it possible for the Glaive to get the Glaive from Kroll? That's a question in the chat. It's important. That is a, that is awesome. Yes, uh, they they do have ranged uh, ranged weapons, and this thing is really open. the The game master has the ability to insert takeaway weapons at choice. So yes, Excellent. you can choose a you can get a glaive from from uh, from Krull, which is an awesome movie, by the way. It's a guilty pleasure of mine. I love it. And uh, as a matter of fact, be, because of the idea of Numenera. It can have a gravity control device in it, so you can throw it, and it will come back. Ooh, I like it already. Yes. Now, me, I'm choosing Glaive. All right. Because I want to be a fighter type. So that's my choice. Now, this is what happens when you choose a Glaive. Glaives all have the same initial stats. Might, speed, and intelligence, 11, 10, and 7. Now, if you watched my, my system review, you know that average is between 9 and 12. So might and speed in the beginning are on the high end of average where in, where intel, intellect, not intelligent, intellect is below average. But everyone gets to add six points to any of these stat pools that they want, however they want. You can add all six to might. You can add all six to intelligence, all six speed, or divide any way you like. It depends on what you want to be. Do you want to be a fast-footed uh, fighter? Like, say, you want to be a, a, an unarmed uh, martial artist? Bruce Lee, well, you might want to put everything into speed. You know, you'll Makes go sense. first, you'll move, you get better movement, you get everywhere, all blurry and stuff. It's all cool looking. Or do you want to be a berserker? Dump it all into might. Just go in there and hack and slash. You can do that too. Or do you want to have some in, some in intelligence to be the tactical fighter? The guy who has a plan before the fight and goes and executes the plan. And then executes the enemies. I went mostly with might. All right. I dumped four points into Mike to bring it to 15, well above the average maximum of 12. But I didn't want to be dumb. And being below average intelligence, I don't know what your mommy told you, but that means you're dumb. So I brought it up to the minimum of average intelligence. I did not feel comfortable role-playing a character that's dumb right off the bat when I haven't played the system before. That's just the way I see it. Okay. You're always buying the extended warranties and electronics. <laughs> never worked out well. Never worked out well. That's right. So after after uh, after that, you look at what the glaive type gives you at tier one. Now they don't have levels in this game. They have tiers from one to six, and right. you spend your experience points to increase your abilities. When you spend enough experience points to go from one tier to another, you advance, and then you immediately get the abilities now we're not worried about that this is generation not advancement so we're looking at the tier one abilities so every glaive tier one gets these abilities one effort of one now effort well no i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna throw you back to the uh to the uh, where i explain the system i explain effort might and speed edge that that uh, i'll give you a little hint that increases the you know, the, the effectiveness of your effort combat prowess you get a plus one to either melee or ranged attacks. Now that's plus one damage to either melee or ranged attacks. Now I'm choosing melee, as you can see in the bottom right. I chose melee. Uh, cipher use. C cipher ciphers are the uh, the technological marvels 
that that uh, that you can find in the world of Numenera from past civilizations. I get to use two at a time as a glaive. That's not a lot. Nanos get to use much more because they're they're more into that stuff. Armor training. Uh, while wearing armor, I am trained in it. So when I use a speed effort, I get a I get a minus one to my use of a speed effort because I'm not encumbered by it. I'm trained, and I can use any weapon, any weapon at all. I can pick it up, and I'm competent in it. Nope, I don't get any nice. minuses for any weapon, and I get to choose a free physical skill, so, so, something that I'm considered trained in. I get to choose between balancing, climbing, jumping, or swimming. I chose jumping. You know, I almost chose swimming because. Whenever you have a character who can't swim, the GM loves to throw you in the water. Fair that, enough. That is not metaphorical. That's literal. Loves throwing in the water. But because I am a glaive, I can never become competent or trained in understanding, salvaging, or crafting Numenera. Someone else has to do that for me. Tell me what it does. All right. Now I can figure it out. And I can do it. You can't just, make the gun. You can shoot the gun. Exactly. It's just not my wheelhouse. Fine. Okay. And I get to choose between several fighting moves. Aggression, fleet of foot, impressive display, misdirect, no need for weapons, and trained without armor. Now, uh, all of these give you, give you different uh, give attack options. Aggression gives you, gives you uh, better damage. A fleet of foot gives you better defense. Impressive display uh, is very much like the, the Earthdawn um, Swordmaster ability of... Uh, of doing something super cool and then and then getting uh, getting uh, uh, interaction bonuses with everyone. It's exactly like that. Sounds good. I chose misdirect. Now misdirect, uh, with it's, it's misdirect attack. What it is is uh, if you successfully defend against an attack, I can use my misdirect ability to change the vector of your swing to hit anything else I want that you can hit, like your buddy. <laughs> so you hit your buddy instead of me. I like that. That's good for you, yes. That is good for me. So I, I chose that. That was good. All right. So after we've done all of the just glaive-type stuff, that's all the glaive-type powers and abilities I get for being a glaive and for being glaive tier one. Next is the connections, the background role. This gives your character a simple background to work from. All right? You can choose your own. You can make your own. But I believe you should roll and then build your character around it. Uh, my fault says I had it. The ex got it. Oh, I pretty much gave it. Oh, that's that sucks. I'm sorry. So, uh, each character type has their own background chart to roll on. So it's not all the same. If you're a glaive type, you roll on this chart. If you're a nano type, there's another chart that's more nano oriented. And same thing for Jack. Now, uh, all of these, all of these things are useful with a little bit of cleverness. They're not immediately useful. They don't give any bonuses or minuses to rolls or stats or whatever. But here, as an example, number five, you trained in an isolated monastery far away. The monks think of you as a brother, but you're a stranger to all others. That means uh, no one in the world really knows you. But if you had to call upon some people who, who would have your back right away, it would be the monks in this monastery. You call them for help, they, they have your back. You're their brother. That'd be more of like if you're close to the monastery. <laughs> well, or, yeah, or but you have it, a place to crash, if nothing yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If you have if you need a place to hide out, guess what? The monks are gonna are gonna secret you there and they're gonna keep you safe. Right? Well, so if you go to Cheers, they won't know your name. No, the monastery is Cheers. You have to go there. Yes, you have to go there. Because that's where they know your name. 
There you go. Glaive! You're like, okay, fine. <laughs> now, I rolled former constable. All right, and that is number number 10. You worked as a constable. Everyone knows you, but their opinions of you vary. You know, people who I've protected from bad guys love me. Bad guys whom I've arrested hate me. That's just the way it is. So I, uh, the, both me and the game master can build my character around this background fact. All right. And you, you do that with, with all of your characters at the beginning. Now, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Now that is, that is the primary, uh, things you have to do when you choose your type. Now, now wait, we're wait, going, this for... one says your mentor wrote a book on martial arts. Sometimes other warriors seek you out to ask about a stranger passages. That could be fun. I like that they, they don't seek you out to fight you to check it. They ask you questions yeah. like, Harry said you must find the darkness without and confront it with the leopard skin purse of madness. What does that mean? What does that mean? And then you got to make up something uh, or, or know it or something. you got to like, uh, let, I have to ponder that. He's half insane. <laughs> um, when you know the Anyway, sorry. That's okay. Uh, next, we go to your character descriptor. This is what kind of type you are, what kind of glaive I'm going to be. And as you can see, a charming glaive Ooh. might be very much like a cavalier yeah. or a swordmaster in Earthon. A rugged glaive would be a barbarian. You know, like th this This uh, kind of fleshes you out more. And each choice, each descriptor comes with a set of skills, abilities, and so on Uh solely gained by by choosing this kind of character not all of them are good but the one i chose was intelligent all right because yeah, you I'm have going, average intelligence i'm going for the tactical soldier now a tactical soldier does not have to be smart he has to be trained with enough training you can simulate high intelligence but Fair enough. after afterward i saw that oh when you pick intelligent these are the things you get a plus two to your intelligence pool. So I went from nine to 11. I went from the lowest end of average to toward the high end of average, just by picking this, just by picking this uh, descriptor. I get an extra knowledge skill. I get to choose at tier one when I'm finished, when I, when I get to the skill portion of this, of this character generation, I get to pick an extra one. And I can, I'm considered trained in recalling things I've read or personally experienced. Now, uh, we're like, what does that mean? Well, it means that if if I've read a book on the, the local uh, dangers in the area, I have a bonus to roll in the field to recognize these dangers before they happen. Like I'm going to an area that that uh, that has these these uh, nano frogs that 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 jump, uh, jump in your mouth and, and try and take over your brain. Sounds nice. Well, they only live in this certain area. Uh, this, this certain marshland area and when we come up to a marshland area i'm like whoa hang on a second uh i remember reading about nano frogs uh everyone close your mouths <laughs> pro tip pro close tip. your mouths yeah stuff like that and of course anything you've experienced like if if you go through a maze and you successfully get to the other side and now you have to run back through the maze to get out you know the way you've memorized the way you're not going to get lost sounds good Stuff like that. I'm like, okay, great. All right. So we've got the descriptor. Now we're gonna go for the focus. Yeah. Now this this is this is where you stand out. Of 
not only of your type, but of everyone else in your group, because no two PCs should have the same focus. It, the, that, that's a GM instruction in the book. You better have a really good reason for two characters that have the same focus. If they're like twins, maybe they'll have the same focus. But this th this focus is either supernatural or so so high tech that it borders on being supernatural. All right. For example, uh, bears a halo of fire. Guess what? Well, that's nice. You have a halo of fire, and all of the boda, all of the tribes and tribulations that come with that. Uh, you have mental powers. Uh, you you uh, you focus over mind over matter. You you howl at the moon. This is that I, I can actually read that if you want. It's not fun. Uh, you're a murderer. You rage. This is for the for the berserker barbarian type of glaive. You would choose. That rage. doesn't sound good. Well, raging's good for a fight, just not afterward when you got to calm the guy down. But. Uh, each, each of these foci give you ability, skills, and even equipment at start. You can even specialize equipment from these things. Uh, these focus powers increase over time as your tier increases. As you learn to use your focus better and better, you get new powers or powers you already possess will become stronger. Now, any character type can choose any focus unless the focus otherwise stipulates not in its description hmm. so like oh glaives glaives can never take this okay then i can't take that one but that's only a couple of them they don't really they're like oh, oh, oh. They're, they're divided into thirds a third of them in a third no 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 they're not they're not so you know you, you can have stuff that's usually reserved for a nano or a jack you can have it as a glaive or vice versa it's fine now what did i choose i chose master's weaponry that sounds the reason nice. being I'm going for the tactical soldier, so I and and plus uh, my my misdirect would would only be helped if I use my weapons more effectively. So there you go. Now, what do you what what does it mean? You've worked long and hard with one particular type of weapon. Uh, for me, I'm going to use swords. Thus, you are an uh, archer, swordsman, axe master, whatever. Uh, a master of the rapier is a different. Master of warhammer, you you fight differently. Uh, you, you might have a symbol of your school, a badge, a pin, a, 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 a key or whatever. Uh, and, uh, da, 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 da. yeah, that's basically it. Now, uh, what do you get for that at tier one? Remember it, you get more or powers go up as you raise in tier, you gain a high quality weapon of your choice. You gain a high quality weapon of whatever you decided to master in. Like me, it would be a sword. I gain for free instead of a normal quality sword. It's upgraded to a high quality sword which, which give, gives you bonuses in combat and, uh, and, and bonuses for its durability, stuff like that. You get a plus one damage with your chosen weapon. Now, if you remember, I'm a glaive. I get a plus one damage for melee combat anyway. So now it's a total of plus two as long as I'm using my special sword, my special high-quality weapon. And I'm trained in crafting and repairing my chosen weapon. Uh, that's not just my high-quality weapon. That's all swords in my case. I can not only make them, I can, uh, I can hone them, I can repair them, I can do everything that that needs to main to make and maintain the weapon of my choice. Now you get, yeah. Now you get more skills and abilities as you go up in tier. It, it starts to get ridiculous when you get to tier six. But hey, when you're max level, you're supposed to be a little ridiculous, right? Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. That's just yeah, that's just how it works. Now, let's see what we got so far. Let's add it up. My glaive power and abilities. I have a plus one damage to melee. I'm trained in jumping, and I have the misdirect ability. My stat pools are 15, 10, and 11. Remember, I get a plus two for the intellect descriptor. 
I'm the intelligent glaive who masters weapons. With that, uh, with that descriptor, I get the extra knowledge skill and I get eidetic memory. And of course, with the master's weapons focus, I gain the high quality weapon. I get another plus one damage with my chosen weapon, which is swords. And I'm trained in crafting and repairing my chosen weapon, which is swords. There you go. Now, we've gone through the first, the, the actually no, the first two thirds of, uh, of character generation. Now, what, we, what we're going to do next time is skills and equipment. The, the reason I'm not doing it now, because skills, here's a little sneak peek. Uh, skills or whatever you want them to be. All right. There, there is a set of skill examples, but you and the GM can actually make skills on your own. You just make so up your own skills. You can make up your own skills. You have to flush them out when they work, when they don't work, in what situations, stuff like that. So it's a little more involved and will take a lot more time. All right. And then afterward, we get equipment. And with that, we have to talk about all of the Numenera. We have to talk about ciphers. We have to talk about uh, artifacts. We have to talk about all kinds of stuff. And that's going to that's gonna take a lot of time, more time than I have in this segment right now. So it's not going to be next week. It's going to be the week after. Maybe not even then. Wow. Because because my, my vacation is really screwing up my streaming schedule. That's true. But it, it, the, the next time I do Numenera, it will be skills and equipment for my character. And we're going to really, really go deep into skills and, of course, deep into equipment because it's, it's, a, it's a little – this explaining them is a little complicated. Getting them, not. Explaining them, a little complicated. So All right. that is my, uh, my Tabletop Gaming Fundamentals for the first part, character generation, for Numenera Discovery. So what did you think of this segment? What did I miss? I know I, know I purposefully omitted a lot of the background hooks – that you get from choosing a glaive type and choosing a descriptor and, and, and choosing a focus. I purposely omitted that because it really doesn't need to be explained. It's, it's explained very well in the, in the one paragraph each time. So what are your thoughts on Numenera discovery? I mean, if you've, if you've, uh, if you've watched the system explanation and you've watched part one of the character generation, what do you think of the system so far? And do you have any suggestions for my next tabletop RPG? There's there's a line, I think. There's there, there's a line behind it. Uh, Max Liao is really, really trying to push Cyberpunk 2077. That's a... When it finally happens. Game, not a tabletop. I, that, that apparently, there's a tabletop... Or 2020, or 2020, something like that. There, there's, there's a tabletop game getting a, a revision or coming out or something that, that's cyberpunk-related, and it's coming out soon, so he really wants me to do that one. So whatever okay fair enough but hey hey but if you, you get in before the wire then bob's your uncle you're a winner winner Indeed. and of course if you have anything to say you can comment in chat or you can comment on discord links below and twitter the twitter handle is below all right thank you to everyone if you like he the dog you can find more he the dog on youtube like share subscribe you can get, to get more he the dog anime on the stream segments anime tabletop gaming fundamental segments those are different things. Anime's <laughs> sometimes. Well, there are, yeah, I've done anime games. Oh, it's Cyberpunk 2020. That's an old system. I have that. I, I think there's supposed to be some kind of remake or or revamp or something. I'm I'm not entirely certain because it's not out yet. So yeah, well, not entirely that. certain about that. Team up segments, usually with that Garth on a cat and other people, and selected video game streams. You could join to get full streams, animes, comics, game reviews, members only chat giveaways, monthly Q and A's, leads with, and it counts towards your Patreon giveaway goals. Thank you everyone so much for watching. Remember, be a legionnaire.
Jurassic League just did. Is well, if they just did, I don't have it if yet. They redid the 2020. Uh, 2020 is, you know. Yeah, that's quite a bit. Old. That's quite old. Yeah. That's, I never played it, but that's I recall. just like four months away. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> they had to go in the future because 2077. Yeah, because yeah, it was 2013. And then 2013 started getting close to the release 2020. Anyway. Anyway, okay. <clears throat> tell, me, tell me when you're ready. Do it. Okay. Whether you're a longtime fan of, of comic books or someone ready to take the plunt... Oh, my God. No, restart. I just completely Boop. bone that one. Okay. Beep. Take two. <clears throat> Whether you're a longtime fan of comic books or someone ready to take the plunge into the comic book genre, look no further than Garthon's Comic Pull. Join Garthon Live every Saturday at 8 p.m. Central Time on twitch.tv slash legionofmyth. Ask your comic book questions and engage in comic book discussions with Garthon directly. Now, let's give it up to Garthon. Yes, Garthon's comic poll. Garthon buys comics, pulls comics, reads comics, tells you about comics. Subscribes to comics, just as you should subscribe to Garthon and the Legion of Myth. Yes. All right, first up. Garthon's comic pull, Captain America, number 12. Oh, yeah. Look at it, Captain America. He's running from the helicopter and the doves because it's a John Woo film, I guess, and there's doves every time someone dies. Um, okay. Written by Ta-Nehisi Coates. Art by Adam Kubert. Colors by Matt Miller. And cover by Alex Ross. All right, let's... Uh, Let's, uh, you never heard the expression jump the shark? It refers to an episode of Happy Days where Fonzie was water skiing in a lake, jumped off a ramp over a shark in the lake. It is regarded as the episode, which is the delineation to when Happy Days was good to when the TV show Happy Days was bad. This is that moment. Tony C. Coates' run in Captain America has been interesting to me. Um, it's been pretty well written. The dialogue's been pretty good. But it is the only comic book left that remembers the horrible, horrible events of Secret Empire, which should be expunged from Marvel history because it's so bad. Was there Captain America number four? Ah! Anyway. Also funny, water skiing wearing the same outfit he rode motorcycles in. Yes, that is true. He was wearing jeans and a leather jacket. Uh, anyway. So... In this book, all right, so Captain America, everyone's still like, well, we know you're good, but we still think you're evil. And then some bad guys killed Thunderbolt Ross, who was after Captain America. So Captain America was accused of his murder. So he went to super prison, which was run by Baron von Strucker, the Nazi. But everyone said must be good because he was opposed to the other Nazi. So he's good now. So he could run the prison. Sounds legit. Sounds legit. Let's put him in charge of a super prisoner. What could go wrong there? Uh, Nazis know how to run prisoners. They, they, they're good at it. Mm. Anyway. Never been a problem so far. <laughs> I see no problems with this logic. Nope. Um, so with the help of an all-female fighting force led by the Dryad, a mysterious figure called the Dryad, um, he escaped, uh, broke out of the super prison. Uh, the field force had Spider-Woman, the Invisible Woman, 
primary of all the people. A lot of people. All basically, you know, all the B plus list female superheroes. <laughs> I don't want to say they're B listers, but they pretty much are. Uh, Sharon Carter was there. Uh, Echo. Hawkeye's ex-girlfriend. Anyway, so basically all these B-list uh, female superheroes under the guidance of the Dryad work together. They free Cap from prison. This issue basically implies that he's been going around and like tying up loose ends since he escaped from prison. Historically, the Nazis were good at running prisons. Very few people escaped. Yeah, it's hard to escape when you're dead, Marvel. I've seen Hogan's heroes. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> they were horrible at running prisons. <laughs> historically, very few people did escape. That's true, but still, not a reason to, anyway. So, after he got out of prison, he's still an escape prisoner at this point. Sherry says, Sorry, I was running there because of the 2077 prelude of Sorry, Pulling Sons, but don't let Polly Young. There you go. Yep. Anyway. I knew, I knew Max wasn't lying to me. Well, not about that. So, yeah, fair. Uh, here's the interior art of the book. It's kind of rough. It just. This art in this book feels rougher than any of the other books Adam Kubert has done for this run. Um, I'm usually a fan of his art in this book. It just seems a little rushed, a little rough. Maybe they're trying to make it look like it's a darker world or something. Basically, he's running down loose ends, uh, beating up Nazis, taking out old Hydra installations. and but the people are generally conflicted, like, he's taking down these old hider bases, but we still think he's probably evil, and he's just taking out competitors, probably. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Because, no, I, I don't know, whatever. Um, after doing this, he meets back up with the female Freedom Force. And basically, they have a little talk where he's like, you know, I'm doing all this stuff, but you know what? I need a team. And the girls are like, it turns into a whole bunch of stuff like, like he says, well, mostly I've worked with before, but together, what is this? Why is it only, and one of the girls face up chicks, broads? It's like, that's not what I, I'd prefer. And they're like, start making all these, to use all these terms for women. And then it was like, hey, just so you know, we're allowed to say that you're not. He's like, oh, I wouldn't dream oh. of it. It's like, oh, God. I know you're trying to be... And it wasn't even like... The expression of the face isn't worth joking. It's dead serious. Like, you can't use these terms. And basically, the talk turns into essentially... You know, talking about the the dream of Captain America. And Sharon Carter finishes with, Well, the dream is old. Older than Captain America. And the dream is what matters. Even if the shield is tarnished, you don't have to be tarnished. The dream is eternal. So basically, he's gone back to the way... so he goes off into a room where they have all the Captain America costumes, which I appreciate that actually one of the costumes they showed was the Reb Wilson 1970s Captain America movie costume with the giant helmet and the plexiglass shield. So mm-hmm. I appreciated that in the background. So they've gone to the well of Steve Rogers is giving up being Captain America again. He's giving up the shield again. Because that's what you should do. You shouldn't run away from your problems. You're, the yeah. best way yeah. to clean up and make everyone believe in Captain America is to run away from it. Yeah, just leave. Yeah. It's fine. Um, and that's not bad enough. That really annoyed me. It really annoyed me that they've gone... It took 12 issues to get to what most authors takes about two years to get to, which is the, I have to quit being Captain America. Which, I'm so tired of that trope. For God's sake. 
You're not Tom King. I thought I expected better from you. The real killer in this that drives this issue from just being okay to being p pathetic is apparently these people and their shadowy connections have grabbed Braun Strucker's body. I don't know if he's alive or dead. He's unconscious. And they're basically trying to decode his thought patterns to figure out everything he knew. Right? Why? Because they want to know who he's working with and they're trying to... So, because they're shadowy. Oh, alright. But, uh... They said by the time we're done, Von Strucker's mind will be a great American novel. And then the mysterious no. dryad with her hood off from the behind says, You always were so good at interrogation, my dear. Like I said, says old Sharon Carter. They just do most of the work. That's my little part. Well, I learned from the best. Didn't I? Aunt Peggy! So, yeah, apparently the dryad is Peggy Carter from World very War young. II. A very, very young-looking, young. nose-ring-bespect yeah. Peggy Carter. Because she has to show she's hip, young, and down with the ladies yep. and the movement with the stupid nose ring. Yep. Um... Even though it's completely out of her character up upbringing and everything we've known about her so far in multiple media, whatever. Whatever. Sure. Yeah. Because yeah. um, she's totally down with the movement now, and apparently the the buzz is that she's going to be the next Captain America. It's like, oh, good. That's what I want. I don't. I don't. If they had introduced Peggy Carter differently and had her become the next Captain America, I'd be fine with that. But doing it this way, where she's head of some shadowy organization, who it almost looks like they have purposely pushed him out when you read it. My fault says, hey, they make fake nose rings and such. Mm. Does she like, why does she like poison ivy powers? Um, so, I just, the intro isn't even that shocking. It was kind of when I read it, I had to go, what? But Peggy Carter's dead. Like a long time ago. But it's a comic book, so no one's really dead. Maybe she's a clone, or, but she says Aunt Peggy. And why is Sharon Carter still old? Someone de-old her. She's supposed to be young. Yeah, and, well, Sharon Carter does does have more, more wrinkles than than her her mother's sister. So, well, okay. Well, Peggy Carter is old because she went to Dimension Z and stayed there for years and years and years and years, raising... Mm -hmm. A child. It's a long story. But then when they left Dimension Z, the child was an adult and she was an old lady. But then when the Cosmic Cube stuff happened, it turned Steve Rogers young. They didn't bother turning back Sharon Carter's clock. They just decided to leave her old because I guess that was cool. Okay. Anyway, so that's the big reveal. Peggy Carter is the, the dryad who's been running the female freedom force. And it's supposed to be shocking or something. It's, what's shocking is she's actually not in the comics. Not in mainline continuity, at least. She mm. was in the Exiles. That was her first appearance. But, uh... Yeah. So, yeah. I guess. Well, there was a pay card in the World War II comics. Anyway. Yeah. Just... Doesn't make no damn sense. Yeah, I mean, it, it's supposed to be shocking and surprising. It's more like... Dumb. Eh. It's a little yeah, dumb. I get nothing out of it. Especially after the whole... Uh, you just boot Steve out of Captain America and introduce Faye Carter one issue. It, they, I didn't feel any build-up to this. After 
12 issues of I must defend this ideal and be better than what's around me, you go to, you know what? You're right. I'm done, ladies. Yeah, give up. And he goes back to wearing the, the blue and white uh, Steve Rogers costume that he wore when Sam Wilson was Captain America. But with the laser shield he had after the original shield was broken for a while. So, eh, eh. This series, to me, the last time Captain America was good, I, I was talking about this with Heathen Dog on the Thursday Empyrean stream. The last time Captain America as a comic was good was 2014. Okay? Right before he turned old. When they stuck the Super Soldier Serum out of him and turned him into an old man. Right before then, it was good. It hasn't been good since then. They've had a couple shining issues. Mainly it's been crap. And I don't know why I keep buying it. Because as I've said a dozen times, don't buy books for the title. Buy it for the creators. Soon it's it's going to go the way of Batman. Yeah, I'm not going to be able to buy this soon because it's just so boring and stupid. Um, it's serviceably drawn. I don't like the writing. I don't like the story direction. I haven't liked the story at all. The prison thing was interesting, but what it led to was so ultimately disappointing. It's like mixing the components to make a cake. You're like, oh, I, I, I don't know this direction sounded kind of weird for this cake. I don't know, but I love cake. I'm going to wait. And then your cake comes out of the oven. You're like, oh, I had pages stuck together and I made, you know, half of a cake and half of a pot roast. And so it's all wrong and meaty inside. <laughs> and that's what you get with this. This horrible pot roast cake hybrid. So what are you giving it? The art's not bad. They said it was serviceable. It's serviceable. The art's serviceable. Yeah. Some people are going to be really high sucks. on it. I am going to be kind and give it two stars. Oof. It's just not that good. But it's not terrible. Actually, it's kind of terrible. Know. One and a half stars. Yeah. yeah, it really is. I mean, they, they, they got a little too woke in this one. I just... Sort of, but what's bothersome is just the whole... Out of nowhere. Why? It's out of nowhere? Yeah. The prison escape thing led to nothing. He might as well be in the prison still. The He's essentially pushed out of his job, and he's, he's like, cool, sweet, but I'll still do everything I was doing before. Why? It's just... Nothing means anything in this book. And nope. it just meanders around itself. It lives in its own universe, but none of the other books care what's happening in this book. Why and would they, they shouldn't because it's bad. It's kind of like no other book cares what the X-Men are doing because generally it's insane. But yeah, one and a half stars, Captain America number 12, did not like, do not recommend. So, yeah, just terrible. So what are your thoughts? What did you think of this? Am I wrong? Am I off base? What are your thoughts on Captain America 12? Am I totally misreading this? Like, no, this is actually a great new beginning. And see, Captain America is actually doing better now. And this run has been fantastic. It questions everything about comics. And you don't get it because you're not smart enough. Let me know. Because if I'm not smart enough, I'd like to improve. Please tell me when I, where I'm wrong. I really want to know. I, I want to know why this book is good. And I want you to tell me, please. Or I also really like positive affirmations and being told I'm awesome and I'm smart. 
So if you agree with me, let me know that too, because I'd appreciate that. My ego could always use a boost. And gosh darn it, people <laughs> like you. Apparently he's still kept the energy shield. Yeah, I kept that. Thought it was to pay off to fake out Steve Rogers giving up on Cap. I don't see how it could be a fake out at this point. He was in the new costume and everything. If you have any suggestions for future comic reviews, please let me know. Comment. No subscribe. Batman. No Batman. No Batman. No Batman. Thank you, Felix. Next up, Garthon's comic poll. Bigfoot Bill. Shadow of the Mothman. You know, it's really hard to find a good image of this book online. Yeah, I had a problem with that, too. Yeah, it's really hard. Really, really hard. So I had to take a picture. I get it. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. My my tweet was a picture of somebody else, though. Yeah. So that's what you got to <laughs> do. So they could use some better advertising for this. But Bigfoot Bill, Shadow of the Mothman, number one, was written by Doug Tenapple. Tenapple? I'll say Tenapple. Uh, okay. Art by Doug Tenapel. Colors by Kelsey Shannon and Catherine Garner. Cover by Doug Tenapel. Uh, Doug Tenapel. Oh. What? I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Max Liao did an unboxing video on this. He did indeed. He did. I'm going to put it in the chat right now. You should. Bam. There you go. So anyone who wants to wants to see uh, see the book, how it feels, opens up, the smell, if you're into that, you can go to there and see that. This book was <laughs> donated to Garthon's comic poll. By Max Liao. Thank you, Max Liao. Be a legionnaire. <laughs> um, Doug Tenapel is famous as the creator of Earthworm Jim, who mm-hmm. is the star of a few very, very popular video games that they keep not remaking because they're dumb. Um, guys, a pretty weird sense of humor. Not in a twisted, sick way. Um, some people have put them in the same kind of category as like Ren and Stimpy. I say that's not exactly accurate because Ren Stimpy sucks. Yeah, I said it. Um. <laughs> Shut down the stream. Shut it down. Shut <laughs> it down. Shut it down. Some people love Ren Stimpy. I do not. Wow. You know, I just don't find it funny. But Earthworm Jim was funny. Good art. Fun story. But anyway. So let's talk about Bigfoot Bill. Shadow of the Mothman number one. Um, The art has a very interesting style. It's a little rough, but it's on purposely done so. Uh, you could tell that Mr. Tenapel has actually a really great grasp on anatomy and physiology. Even when he's showing like scenes like we see Bigfoot Bill running, you can tell he understands the anatomy behind it. Even though you have like the fisheye lens view and the the anatomy is all correct. It's all there. It works. Um, even for the Bigfoot's weird anatomy with his weird buggy eyes and such. Basic storyline is Bigfoot Bill is the last Bigfoot. He lives in a preserve uh, with all the other wacky and weird creatures endangered. of the world. Endangered. Well, they're, they're not really in, like, sort of endangered. Um, all the cryptozoological animals, like the chupacabra, the mothman, <laughs> all those creatures, they all live here. Mm, Mr. Right. Edgy hating on Ren and Stimpy, I know. I know. Well, I don't just hate Ren and Stimpy because it's not funny, and I don't hate it because the art is uncomfortable. I also don't like it because the guy who created it is a pedo. That's why. Yeah, I, I can separate the art and the artist. I can, but I just don't like it, and that gives me extra justifications why I don't. Oh, all right. <laughs> so it's not because of that. It's one of those, on top of everything else, he likes dating 14-year-old girls. Not Doug Tenapel. Okay. The guy who did no. Ren and Stimpy. Yeah. Just saying. 
Um, anyway, so the na- nature preserve with all the cryptozoological yeah, all the cryptozoological creatures there. Uh, so basically, Bigfoot Bill is one of the denizens there. Basically, everyone who lives there is by and large pretty comfortable with it. They're pretty convinced that the world outside is dangerous and terrible. And in here, it's pretty nice. You know, they, they're fed, they're entertained, you know. It's like a dorm. They all hang out. Um, but Bill is one of the few who really wants to get out. He's convinced that there's a life out there for him. His parents are still out there. And he actually runs across a photo of his mom and dad. And he's convinced that he has the family. They've got to still be out there, right? I mean, he's alive. they got to still be alive. So that's why he's, you know, the first time I see him, like, hey, Bigfoot Bill, you're not supposed to be in the forest after this time of night. You know, even the security guards all know him, right? Because he's grown up there. He's kind of like buds with people. Uh, the story also involves um, Agent Beckner, who's kind of one of the FBI men in black type people who run the place. But he's also kind of hapless. He's actually friends with Bigfoot. Bigfoot Bill's like his only friend. Because these guys work in a top-secret location doing a top-secret job they can't talk about. Mm. So he doesn't have any friends outside of work. And most people he works with are, you know, security guards with sunglasses and helmets, and they're not, they're not any fun. He has a crush on Agent Sharon, who's a very attractive female agent. But he sure. never knows what how to talk to her. He ends up getting his dating advice from Bigfoot Bill. <laughs> Which is a, actually a pretty funny complication, because Bigfoot Bill is actually a kind-hearted soul who's just trying to do the right thing. He wants to be good. Um, but after his attempt to escape, he's getting thrown in prison next to a disheveled old man with a beard and this like wrinkly-looking octopus who tells him he's Poseidon and you know he he needs to escape. And if he could just you know, you know help him out, you know, help, if he could brother out, you know? if he could just bring him his finger bone, that's all he wants. His finger got cut off. If he could bring his finger bone back, he'd appreciate it. Bill's like, well, all right, how do I do that? Well, I just, just, I'll tell you, just climb through these vents, you know, and you can do it once you get out of here, out of the prison, because you're only here temporarily. I was like, all right, sure, why not? I like helping people. Uh, the thing is, upon later when he gets out, upon doing so, he gets the finger bone of Poseidon. And it turns out that actually is Poseidon, not just some creepy old man who says he's Poseidon. Like, the actual god of water. Well, that's good, right? Well, (laughs) he gets the finger bone, and that's when the guards finally catch him. like, oh, I just, I need something to get out of here. I need help. And that's when the little octopus who claims to be the Kraken starts getting pulled towards, like, I, I don't, the the dark forces, I'm being summoned by your fingers. Like, no, no, no. Wackiness, and this is when the book just kind of goes, like, crazy. And the Kraken, who has all these crazy mystical mega powers, but can't use them unless commanded to because of how it's bound to Poseidon's finger, is which now Bigfoot Bill has, is able to command the Kraken to protect him and to fight his enemies. And that's why he ends up like on the cover. You see he has like that weird octopus suit on. That's the Kraken. Oh, all right. Um... Just insane ideas. and But when the crack is pulled through the walls by the mystic powers that compel it, that enables Poseidon to like get out of his prison cell. And the guard's like, oh my gosh, Poseidon's out of his cell. Like, whatever you do, don't let him have any water. And by that point, Poseidon's at the drinking fountain. 
like, too late, which then he buffs up and starts wrecking the place. <laughs> At the same it's time... Like, well, water would be Poseidon's spinach, right? Right. I mean, as soon as he gets yeah. the, the water, he just starts wrecking the place. Chaos is ensuing. You get, like, the wacky side characters, like the Chupacabra, and there's this unicorn who likes to play cards, and all these crazy things are happening. And you got the Mothman, who lives off of fear, and... He's. I don't want to give everything away, but eventually, Bill ends up in the city free, and the only person he trusts is Agent Beckner, because that's his only friend. So he ends up like staying at his apartment, and Beckner got fired for not wiping Bigfoot Bill's memories when he was told to, because he just didn't feel right doing. He's actually a good guy. He knows Bill's a good guy. So he couldn't bring himself to wipe his memories all in Men in Black style. So he's just Beckner now. Yeah, so he got fired, but now he's with Bill in his apartment. And a few other escapees who Bill said would be cool if they hung there. <laughs> and meanwhile, Poseidon is out. It, all right, all right don't, don't, don't give any more. You're giving the whole story away. I'm not giving the whole story away because it starts out a little slow. You know, like kind of stuff, but once things pick up they really don't stop there's a lot of story a lot of interesting things with all these different cryptozoological animals and creatures going around and a funny take on them at the same time things get pretty dark with the mothman and his living off oh, of yeah. fear yeah that doesn't sound pleasant talk about the tv show this would be a fantastic tv show um it's funny it has an interesting cast of characters you never know what else is going to happen um there's actually a little thread where when Beckner gets fired, Agent Sharon finds the crumpled note he had that he had written down for instructions from Bill, which is like, one, ask, ask Sharon, will you get coffee with me? Two, get coffee. Three, get married. <laughs> that's, that was Bigfoot, and it's signed Bigfoot Bill, uh, BFB. That was Bigfoot Bill's three-step plan for Beckner. All right. <laughs> and he, when, right when he asked for coffee, it's like when all the alarms go off, all the animals going, everyone oh, breaking out. Great. So when she finds that, she actually... You know, you see this look in her face like, Beckner? And then later, after all the craziness, she actually stops him like, like, Beckner, hey, I still want to get that coffee. Yes, two steps for marriage. Yeah, so, because <laughs> at first, you know, she's like, well, I got advice from Bill. She's like, Bill, you took dating advice from someone with the brain of a 14-year-old? Like, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but anyway, the book, the art is fun. It's dynamic. It's interesting. It draws you into the story. Um, it's fun to read. It leaves you wanting more at the same time tells a complete story. It's a big, thick book, too. Um, this story is incredibly fun, and I wish there were more comics like this. The characters are interesting. The story's character-driven. The It's not some weird event going... Well, it's a weird event, but it's not some boring, slow slog of everyone sad inside. It's a fun, dynamic story. People overcome incredible odds, but they're still flawed. Uh, it's so much fun to read and to get to the end where people have to overcome. Ah, great story. Super fun. I want more of this. I need more of this. Um, if this is all I get, I'm okay with it. Super fun. Uh, high quality production. It is hard to get a hold of now, though. A physical copy. Mm -hmm. It's pretty not hard to get a hold of a PDF. Uh, physical copies are kind of hard to get a hold of. You can find them on eBay for various prices. I kind of looked. Um, 
I am going to give this to Coveted Garthon. It's still game guessing. Four and a half stars. Nice. I really, really, I didn't think I'd like it this much. Um, when Max Lee approached me, I was like, hey, I got a spare copy of this. Do you want it? I said, sure. Why not? I kind of like Earthworm Jim, sure. At, at most, yeah, whatever. But no, this was a fantastic book. I loved it. It was a lot of fun. The art matches the story. The story is interesting. It leads into more things. There's, ah, it's just this is what you want in a comic. Good stuff. Bigfoot Bill, Sheldon Mothman, number one, four and a half stars. So, what do you think of this segment? What do you think of Bigfoot Bill? Is this crazy? Do you think that I'm not buying any book that was on Indiegogo? You know what? This is worth buying, I think. Have you read Bigfoot Bill? Am I off base? Did I get rated too high? Do you think it should have been five stars, you madman? It's crazy. Let me know what your thoughts on this are. Are there other independent books that you think I should be looking at? Are there any other strange things out there? Do you like, should we look at more weird cryptozoological animal stories? Let me know. Um, our Hawkman says, my favorite Cersei stories, DCS, are the ones where she used her powers for wacky but nefarious purposes. Yeah, those were fun. Like turning one or two a pig and forcing Batman to sing to earn her release. That was a good story. But, uh, but Young Justice comics. I'll check out Young Justice, my Hawkman. I'll check that out. Since uh, I will no longer be getting Captain America. Because that book just makes me sad. But thank you very much. I hope you enjoy this. Just I enjoyed Bigfoot Bill. You should too. Let me know. Thank you very much. Now on Garthon's comic poll. Powers of 10, number one. Yes, that's an X. It's a 10. Powers of 10, number one. Yes, it's part of the X-Men universe. But that's a 10. Got it. Kind of like Weapon X isn't Weapon X. It's Weapon 10. It probably wasn't originally meant to be Weapon 10, but it's become Weapon 10. Yeah, they, they retconned it into the 10th attempt or something like that. Right. Or the 10th the subject. Right, and Weapon 1 was Captain America. Oh. Right. That's the new Fair retcon. Enough. Weapon 1 was Captain okay. America. All right. So that would mean Isaiah... Oh, what was his last name? Would be Weapon Zero, then, because he was the first Captain America. The black Captain America. Anyway. Powers of Ten, number one. Written by Jonathan Hickman. Art by R.B. Silva. Colors by Marty Gracia. Cover by R.B. Silva and Marty Gracia. Deadpool's here with are also weapons. Yes, they're also part of the weapon program. Wasn't Deadpool, like, Weapon 13? Something like that. Anyway. So, Powers of Ten, number one. Uh, solid art. At times, it kind of slips a little bit, I think, but all in all, solid art. Love the coloring. Why is it called Powers of Ten? Well, because of this. This gives you hints at Jonathan Hickman's X-Men storyline universe world. Reboot. Reboot, let's call it. As present day, uh, well, as year one, which was ten years ago. Mm. X to the first power. Or ten, or 10 to the first power, which is right now. 10 to the second power, which is 100 years from now. And 10 to the third power, 1,000 years from now. So that's why it's the powers of X. Get it? Powers of 10? Got it. Got powers, powers of 10. Yeah, exponents. Got it. Right. It's exponents. So it's clever. It's the cleverest thing about the book. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's going to be the blurb. The, the cleverest, cleverest thing about, thing about the this book. book is the title. Be nice. um, it actually tells why is there a Nimrod? 
because that's part of the X-Men year 100, the war. And that's Nimrod the Lesser, who still is a Super Sentinel. All right, so basically, this gives you, the issue one, gives you pieces of a massive story arc taking place for the X-Men. Ten years ago, Professor Xavier started Xavier's school. Current day, um, Xavier's wearing his crazy cerebral helmet and making a Krakoa island and holding the world hostage. Um, and telling them all that we're your new gods. Oh, I'm sorry, Magneto's telling you. Well, Magneto said gods. that. He's probably thinking it, but Magneto said it because he's got, he's got, you know, metal balls. Yeah, but the thing is, he's speaking as, I don't think issue two is going to be Xavier saying, you know, that was a little harsh. And he's like, you're right. Sorry, Chuck. Ha, ha, ha. No. And he's going to be like, yeah. because that issue started out with him growing X-Men from crazy pod trees. So, anyway. This one kind of starts off with 10 years ago, Xavier has launched the school, and there's like a carnival to show off the school, and there's like people showing up, and he has it looks like a conversation with someone who looks kind of like Kitty, Pry or maybe it's Marty McTaggart. Maybe yeah, I was, I was thinking it's McTaggart. Yeah, they, they, Kitty Pryde would be too young at this point. Well, didn't McTaggart have red hair? Well, yeah, but all she has to do is be Irish or yeah, Scottish or whatever. And it's uh, fine. To me, they never fully explain who she is. Mm. But, uh, Essentially, she starts using her mind whammies on him because Brandon's just sort of a mind whammy. So, uh, but when she's talking, he eventually says, "Like, I'm sorry. Do I, do I, do we know one else? Oh, yes, we go back quite a ways. Who are you? Watch read my mind, Charles. Read my mind and see." And then he goes, "Ah!" Oh, and he gets, you know, I think that he gets to see all this future stuff. So it's probably someone from the future who knows who oh, went okay. back in the past. Anyway, got it. Morgan hooked up with Chuck when they're real to be young. That's true. Yeah. So. Yep. The book kind of gives a hint at what, like, shows pieces. Like, in 100 years, it shows, well, current day, it shows the X-Men doing the crazy stuff we talked to, about trying to take in over House of right. X. In 100 years from now, it shows that there's a great war. It's basically your typical X-Men dystopian humans versus mutants future, where the mutants sure. are all plagued by the mutant hounds tracking them down. But the twist in this storyline is Mr. Sinister was working with the mutants and he is said and what they he started doing was using genetic material from the mutants to make super mutants essentially. Awesome. Sounds like, like a great idea. Like that's why when you see basically he's mixing the DNA from omega level mutants together. Uh, there's actually a really good description in like the book they start there's like the sides pages where just basically all text explaining things mm -hmm. and like the woman on the cover people's like they call her Rasputin does that mean she's related to Colossus is that Colossus what's going on with that um she's a chimera a mutant made out of other omega level mutants so the text is small she is made out of the DNA of Quentin Quire for telepathy and telekinesis uh, Cyclops, uh, last name Bane. So she could teleport or something? I don't know. Uh, Kitty Prize, so she could phase, and last name Kinney. Who's last name Kinney? I don't know. Was that, uh, the werewolf one? Anyway, for healing powers. So, basically, and like the guy in red who looks like Nightcrawler, well, he's made of several mutants' DNA as well, including Nightcrawler. They don't say all of 
who goes into him, I think. So basically these people are they're chimeras. They're mutants made out of the most powerful mutants of their classes. Sinister's always been doing that. It's his deal, whole deal, though. This is Mark Hawkman. That is true. But the thing is, after they actually give a storyline in this that after Sinister helped them doing all this stuff, he started trying to make mutants out of even more mutants. And, and then they ended up like turning in on them and like being crazy and exploding and whole and just like took down the whole infrastructure of everything. And that was kind of his plan all along because he's a jerk and he disappeared. So in that time, Nimrod the Lesser is working with the human and robot, the human and machine alliance have taken down the mutants, essentially. The mutants are running scared. And Nimrod creates this plan where to learn about the mutants and to use their own abilities and knowledge against them, since they can't interrogate the mutants a lot of times, they're, they have mental blocks or they kill themselves, he basically puts, they put them in tubes they call the bath, where... They're nanoscopically dissected, but not really fully taken apart. So they still like look like they're in tubes. So they have full access to their memories, their skills. And it creates like a library of all these mutants they dump in these tubes. Okay. So that way the humans and the mutants can... The humans and machines together can overcome the mutants. But then sure. you see in the thousand-year story that the mutants have ascended, they've won, and they've now teamed up with their machines who decided that work with the humans was a failing gambit because the humans were kind of dumb and they're the last evolution. And they made the machines, and they're happy about that, but they also made the mutants. So, after year 1000, you see Nimrod the Greater, um, who still has the library. He's like, oh, I wish we'd never done this, but you know, at the time, I guess, was the idea. And he's with the librarian who looks like an evolved, creepy, blue, black-eyed version of Charles Xavier. Uh, and they're like, yeah, it was a mistake, but you know what? Oh, those wacky humans, they're all savage animals. I'm glad we keep them in the zoo here so we could, like we do, we would dinosaur bones. And you see, like, there's like a biodome that keeps some naked humans running around in. Nice. And because the machines and the mutants are now living in peace forever. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. So what? Um, you've just said you're all your plot lines for a thousand years. Um, so why should I care about reading any comic you write now? Because I know how it all ends. I know what's happening in ten years, a hundred years, and a thousand years from now. And nothing that happens in these books changes that, right? So who cares? And it's not even very interesting because it's the, almost the same kind of rehashed stuff we've seen from X-Men stories a hundred times now. Well, it doesn't. Uh, where in the future, the humans all hate the mutants and there's a war and there's hounds and they have to hide. And then the mutants eventually rise up and save everyone, unless you're human. It's like, mm. so what? I, I just find nothing compelling or interesting about it. The art's okay. I never could get into the story at all. It just was pretty boring. I, maybe someone out there loves this. I just, it was to me, it was just dull. And also, it may kind of takes away any interest in the other books because it's like, well, what does it matter? Well, I know in 100 years, you're all going to be at war. I guess whatever yeah, I mean, you're doing now is not working. Yeah, they, they skipped the last chapter of the book for you. Yeah, and... Uh, it just, and, I don't know. 
am I saying it's not the ending of the story? Not really. It, I, I would hope not. I mean, it's a miniseries. There's going to be multiple. There's going to be six issues of P Powers of Ten. Why? You already told the story. Well, I know where it ends. Unless it issue six has an ending somewhere else. You're saying yeah, this timeline collapses lied. or something. Yeah. Yeah, but even then, this storyline is not that interesting to me. Uh -uh. It's, I don't want to hear a story about the future. I want to hear a story about now. I want it to be character-driven, not wacky event in the future-driven. I don't want to see mutants proselytizing about, oh, those barbaric humans, we must keep them in the zoo for they are animals. You know? So it's... It's not for me. It's okay. It's very okay. It is the most okay story I've read in a long time. There are a lot of I was pretty hyped about this when Hickman was redoing this stuff. I'm not really on that super hype bandwagon anymore. Yeah, it's especially Powers of X, Powers of Ten. It's uh, it's uh, it's the most okayest book I've read. Two and a half stars. It's very okay. All right. Very okay. Um. You keep being okay, you. Yeah. I'm sure someone out there is totally into this and think I'm thinks I'm nuts, but I just don't see any appeal to it. It's not interesting. It's not bad though. It didn't make you go, oh god, this is so awful. I'm throwing it away. You know, it didn't make me sad at the end. It just kind of went, oh, okay, well that's that's that. So, art's pretty solid. It works well. It has a nice way of setting scenes. I like seeing Nimrod. Two and a half stars. Powers of 10. All right, so am I off face here? Let me know. What do you think of this segment? What are your thoughts on Powers of 10, number one? If you have any suggestions for future reviews, let me know. If you think Hickman is the best thing to happen to the X-Men since Stan Lee, let me know. Um, Junk says, what if Charles speaks another time that the humans mutants go to team against the machines? That'd be interesting, too. Actually, no, that'd probably be this. Anyway. So thank you everyone, everyone for watching, for listening, for paying attention. If you have any comments you might let, to look at, let me know. If you have interesting ideas about Powers of Ten that I didn't realize, let me know. Thank you very much, everyone. And remember, if you want more Garthon, you can find Garthon on YouTube as well. Like, share, subscribe to Garthon. You can find more Garthon on YouTube with Garthon's comic full segments, Yakuza Kiwami playthrough, complete Yakuza Kiwami playthrough. For be well, not complete as I did every side quest, but full story from beginning to end. Where I run from Goro Majima a lot. Uh, team ups with Heathen Dog and coming soon my role playing recycling event. Now, you can also join to get full streams of anime, comic, and game reviews, member only chat and giveaway, and a monthly QA with Legion with members. YouTube membership counts toward Patreon giveaway goals as well. Be there on the live stream to get there for giveaways. They are good for you. Thank you, everyone. All right, you ready? RNG, the random number generator, where the Legion of Myth weekly live stream hosts discuss anything and everything nerd. RNG airs live every Saturday at 8 p.m. Central Time on twitch.tv slash legionofmyth. Come and join us in discussions of all things nerd, and if you have a topic you'd like us to cover, let us know. Now let's see what the dice roll for our RNG topic this week. That's right, everyone. And remember, if you look at the RNG, you can also subscribe to Legion of Myth for other RNG topics, videos, and things of that nature. So on the RNG this week... We are talking about what is Viva La Dirt League. We want you right. to know. This was, uh, I came across this YouTube channel about, uh, pff, I don't know, 
last Friday, I guess. So, you know, a, a, you know, eight days ago. And uh, I started, I started watching it and then I watched some more and I watched more and I realized that I'd gone two hours and I watched like a hundred things. That's it was good. crazy. Yes. It's always crazy. You know, what are they? Okay. Well, let's, let's go to the, uh, to, to the next slide. I'll show you the picture of their YouTube channel. Uh, it's, it's a group of the, the core group is three guys. They have, they have an ensemble cast that, that comes and goes as time allows. And uh, they are from uh, New Zealand. So that's, you know, that's fun. I, I like the funny accents. Explains your funny accent. That's right. And what they do is they, they have played uh, MMOs. Uh, you know, they, they've, they've worked at electronic stores. They've done all this stuff. And they, they all sat down one day. So, you know what? This is all kind of ridiculous. So they decided they were going to make short videos. When I say short, I mean, some of these are 30 seconds long. Others are up to 10 minutes max on certain aspects of, of working electronic store, playing PUBG, playing Red Dead Redemption, playing any generic MMO that are just ridiculous compared to real life. And it's pretty damn funny pretty different for, for yeah for example uh my favorite one is epic npc man this is the the life and times of a garlic farmer npc in your generic mmo who gives out quests at the town uh what's it called honeywood yeah something like that something like that yeah and uh it's it's what he is seeing what happens around him he has to survive the pcs and what they do and some of these are stupid funny just ridiculously funny. Like there, there, there was one time where uh, there, there was a there was a clip where uh, some someone bought wares from him, a, a, a PC bought wares from him, and then uh, started a fire right in front of him, and cooked some food, ate it, and left, and left the fire on. So the next next PC came, stopped right in front of him, and then apparently went AFK. His character started dying, and the PC was like, "Oh, oh my god, oh my god!" The guy was on fire. He's like, "Oh." And then he burns it up and disappears. That's the end of the clip. Stuff like that. You don't, you, you, you think, well, that doesn't sound, you, you should see the acting is excellent. Uh, the, the writing is good. And uh, it's just, and the, the one I, I told Garthon to watch called Horse Pocket is, yeah, is, my, my, good. is my favorite of this series. It's uh, uh, it, I want, I wanted to be able to, uh, to show you a clip, but I need permission for that. And yeah, I didn't get just, it. Just, just go to them and go, go. Just, go yeah, just go to them. But, but uh, if you look up uh, Viva, Le, you can just look up horse pocket. It's the only one that's going to come up, but uh, it, it's, it's all about uh, the, these two PC characters walking through the woods and it says, Oh, we have to go to this place. It's super far away. One of them goes, Oh, okay, hang on. He tries to whistle for his horse. Oh man, my horse is too far away. I have to go to the stables. It's like what the other guy's like, what are you talking about? Just use your horse pocket. Sorry. What now? And then they they get they get into this argument. One 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 PC is saying, "What are you talking about? Are you talking about the thousand pound animal that we ride on? You have in the pocket of your pants." And the other guy's like, "Yes, it's not a riddle. Just use your hand, reach in, and pull your horse out from your horse pocket." And it goes this giant fight back and forth where, where the, the, the guy who wants to get his horse is not believing that this is a thing. And, and the, the guy who's, who's, uh, who's, who's like 
just praising the virtues of the horse pocket doesn't understand how you can live on this planet for this long and not know about the horse pocket. It's pretty funny. <laughs> this one was one of the longer ones. It's seven, seven minutes of them arguing about this horse pocket thing. <laughs> it's really funny. You got to check it out. Now the next one, uh, this is uh, this is a, a PUBG series all about the ridiculousness of, of PUBG. And the top one is energy drink healing logic in PUBG, where you can be shot like 80 times, have just a sliver of health, blood oozing from your body, holes literally, literally riddled full. And then you drink like uh, two energy drinks and you're fine. Two Red Bulls, he'll heal you right up. Absolutely. It's fine. It's fine. Just, just, just fine. And uh, th- there's another one where the, the, the mysteries of third person, where uh, you go into third person mode, you are facing a wall but the wall stops right above your head in third person mode. You can see over the wall and see everything that's happening on the other side of the wall, lob a grenade and kill everyone on the other side of the wall. Whereas uh, this is from the perspective of the guy's partner who's in first person mode, looking at him, staring at a wall and saying everything he sees behind the wall. And the other guy thinks he's magic. (laughs) This is hilarious. It's really funny. Oh, uh, Mar Hawkman says he saw a YouTube where they made fun of Call of Duty because in Call of Duty, if you're out of combat for a few seconds, you suddenly heal back to full. Yeah, it's like that. They they go after the ridiculousness the ridiculousness of video games as compared to real life, and with an added twist that not all of the characters know about the video game logic versus the real life logic. It's it's to help the viewer, you know, see both sides right away. And it works really well be- because the videos are so, so short. You don't have a whole lot of time for exposition or, you know, uh, background building. So you have to have that in your face to, to keep the, the uh, things. Low. And they, they have a new video every Monday, Wednesday, and I want to say Thursday, but I think it's Friday. Dang it. The answer is Friday. Friday, okay. Monday, Wednesday, Friday. They have they have a new uh, epic NPC man on Monday. They have uh, damn it, I forget the the other two. They, they they changed up their schedule recently. They're they're not they're not doing a PUBG on a schedule anymore. They're doing wild cards. Well, and, PUBG's not what it once was. Right. Everyone yeah. ran to Fortnite. Yeah. There there is another series we have called Board. It's it's about working in electronic store. And exaggerated, ridiculous things that happen in electronics. All these things happen, but it's it's exaggerated to make it funny. And you can tell that they've worked in an electronics store, and they're 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 you know delving from a well of experience about customers and management and stuff like that. Right. Part of the enjoyment of the humor is that you can tell these people actually play these games and enjoy these games. That's not yeah. trying to make fun of it to mock it, which is one of those you know you rib the people you love the most type things. Right. Exactly. And, you know, it, it's done in good nature, so it's fun. So if you if you haven't watched uh, Viva La Dirt League, all their stuff, if you haven't subscribed to their YouTube content, I suggest that you do. And you can easily go, go to their playlist, start one of these things, and just watch it as it keeps going to the next, to the next, to the next, until you run out of the playlist. You're like, oh, my God, I watched the whole thing. Right. And yes, you watch super short segments, but they go by real fast. Exactly. You know, they're, they're like I said, between 30, 30 seconds and 10 minutes. And you could easily go through 100 on the playlist and, b- before you realize what happened. It's great. 
Absolutely. So I highly recommend it. I think Garthon recommends it too. I recommend it too. I enjoyed it. All right. See, I didn't know I knew who this was, but I'd seen like on Facebook feeds, like the NPC videos without even knowing what it was a part of. And then when he, when I looked it up, I was like, oh, these guys. Yeah, they're funny. So it's good stuff. Don't, Duncan's, Duncan's watching it now. See, well, don't watch it yet. Watch it till we're done. That's right. Wait, Dang it. Wait, I think we're done. I think we are. <laughs> All right. All right. Thank you. What are your thoughts on this? What do you think? Uh, what do you think of sketch comedy? Does it work? Do you like the little short things? Do you think that the people at Dirt Leaks are too short, too long, just right? Um, they are really brief, but, you know, brevity is the soul of wit, I've heard it said. If you have a suggestion for future RNG topics or maybe other things you want to know what we think about, let us know, and we will talk about that. That's what RNG is for, anything crossing our minds. As always, for more RNG subjects, RNG segments, RNG shenanigans, like, share, subscribe, join for full screws, anime, comic, game reviews, members only chat and giveaways, monthly Q&A with Legion Month members, and account for giveaway goals. More giveaways, more prizes. I love it. So, more randoms. Any anime, comic, gamer, nerd topic, nerd reviews, opinions, commentaries, if you have any suggestions, let us know. Because we are curious what you think, my friends. Thank you very much. Woo! Thank you, Zod. Oh, thank you. All right, everyone. Don't forget, 10th of August, 2019. It's coming. It's here. Next week, the Tabletop RPG giveaway. Be aware of that. Be present for it. Get up, little Susie, because it is here. Don't forget, alternate time, 12 noon central, 1 p.m. Eastern, for the big giveaway, the Temple RPG, and Legion of Live Stream. Max Leo and Garthon headed up next week, noon central, 1 p.m. Eastern. Don't forget, many giveaways, physical copies, Hero Kids, Coriolis, Mutant Year Zero, be there for that. Thank you very much. 10th of August, 2019. Gen Con 2020 is coming soon. Don't forget, tickets registrations in January. Activities and signups are in May. The events in August. We will be there. We want you to be there with us. Join us. Check out 2020. Follow us on Discord. Tweet us at Legion of Myth. Watch us on YouTube. Go to YouTube. Look for Legion of Myth. We're there. Watch us live on Twitch. The best way to interact and have fun with your favorite Legion of Myth members. And get our gear. Impress your enemies. Intimidate your friends. Find stable monogamous relationships in your Legion of Myth gear. Shop.francher.com slash Legion of Myth. Get our goals, do our goals, be our goals. Thank you, everyone. We really do appreciate all of your support, all of your help, all your subscriptions, your memberships, your subscribing, your watches, your views, your shares. Help us keep going and give you more and better content every week. Thank you so much, everyone. It's always great being here with you. We really do appreciate all of you. And remember, you have one life. Live it well, live it nerdy, and have a great Diurnal Anomaly.